Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your daily Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, we'd like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Today we'll be looking at John chapter 7 from verse 37 to 38. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we just thank you for your word which is about to come forth. Help us to receive your word with openness of heart. And I pray that it makes meaning to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So John chapter 7 from verse 37 to 38, I read the NIV. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I'll take it again. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I'll just do a brief run through on the verses leading to this. The Jews celebrated many festivals and this was one of those notable ones, the Festival of Tabernacles. There were differing opinions about the man Jesus. Some in the crowd believed in him, others doubted him because they knew where he was from, they knew his mom, they knew his dad, and they thought to themselves that when the Messiah comes, no one would be able to trace his origin. And the leaders plotted to kill Jesus because they thought he was not upholding the laws they had known all their lives. This was the sort of audience Jesus was faced with, but he had something to say which was meant to help his listeners. And he didn't want to say this to just a few people, so he waited until the last and greatest day of the festival. I suppose if there were people who were busy and doing shift work, sort of, if we look at it from our dispensation today, and they were unable to attend the first few days of the festival, they would certainly make it a date to be there at the last and greatest day of the festival. When Jesus saw that the people were gathered in their numbers, he said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty Come to me and drink, anyone. And as we proceed in this episode, I'm just going to read an beautiful exposition from McLaren, which says the occasion and date of this great saying are carefully given by the evangelist because they throw much light on the significance and importance. It was on the last day, that great day of the feast, that Jesus stood and cried, The feast was that of tabernacles, which was instituted in order to keep in mind the incidents of the desert wandering. On the anniversary of this day, the Jews still do as they used to. You would find them sitting beneath the boots of green branches commemorating the exodus and its wonders. Part of that ceremonial was that on each morning of the seventh and possibly on the eighth 
which was the last day of the feast, a procession of white-robed priests wound down the rocky footpath from the temple to Siloam. And there, in a golden vase, drew water from the spring, chanting as they ascended and re-entered the temple gates, where they poured out the water as a libation. The words of the prophet, With joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. McLaren continued to say, he said, We should picture this scene to ourselves, the white-robed priest toiling up the pathway, the crowd and the court, the sparkling water poured out with choral song, and then as the priest stood with their empty vases, there was a little stir in the crowd, and a man who had been standing watching lifted up a loud voice and cried, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. <laughs> Strange words to say anywhere and anywhere. Therein words to say there in the temple court. For then, then, they could mean nothing less than Christ's laying his hand on that old miracle which was pointed to by that rite. When the rock yielded water and asserting that all which it did and typified was repeated, fulfilled, and transcended in himself. And that not for a handful of nomads in the wilderness, but for all the world in all its generations. Such a wonderful exposition from McLaren. Isn't that wonderful? And from me to us today, Jesus is still making that call today, saying, Is anyone thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. So let's picture thirst in its practicality and what water does. In a sunny day, when anyone is thirsty, that's not the time to offer them their favorite meal. All they need is water to quench their thirst. Oh, that refreshing feeling that comes when you take a chilled water on a thirsty and sunny day. Can you for a moment picture that in your mind? How refreshed you get. Although thirst is a natural process, it won't quench itself. I'll take that again. Although thirst is a natural process, it doesn't quench itself. It leaves us with the responsibility to do something to make it go away. Thirst signifies the lack of water. And similarly, the emptiness we feel in life signifies the lack of spiritual water, which in Jesus' terms, he was referring to the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is only given after Jesus is received. So, although Jesus was saying this at a time where salvation had not been practicalized because he had not yet sacrificed his life for humans, 
In today's world, even after accepting Jesus, you can still be thirsty. In other words, lacking in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So then, I'm speaking to two categories of people today. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord, that is the first step to receiving the Holy Spirit. If you have already, then you are enjoined to keep pressing in for more of the Holy Spirit, to grow in Him, to know Him more, and to be filled. Jesus describes Him, I mean the Holy Spirit, as living water, life-giving water. What does this mean? This means possessing the Holy Spirit makes you a custodian of life, the God kind of life. In other words, you become a distributor of life as you go along your way. Which was what Jesus did in his lifetime, if we recall. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed, turning their situation around, dispersing life. As we grow in the Holy Spirit and in Christ Jesus, that becomes our everyday reality. And that's no wonder Jesus said, if you believe in me, the works I do, you will do. And greater works because I go to the Father. And what happens when Jesus goes to the Father? Because Jesus has gone to the Father, the Holy Spirit has been sent. Are you getting something there? Jesus said, if you believe in me, the works I do, you will do. And greater works because you have now received the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit is who we need to do greater works. That's the life-giving Spirit of God. Woo! Hallelujah. So have you got the Holy Spirit in you today? As we bring this episode to a close, I'd like you to reflect. When people come around you, do they receive life? Do you feel like you've got the life of God in you? Reflect on this as we take a final look on the verse. I'll read the Amplified Version. It says, Now on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come. Let her come to me. And drink. He or she who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his or her innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Jesus is ready to give you the Holy Spirit in as much measure as you desire. Yes, you heard me right. Jesus is ready to give you the Holy Spirit in as much measure as you desire. When John the Baptist was introducing him, that is Jesus, he said, I baptize you with water, but the one coming after me is greater than I am. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. That is Jesus. Jesus is ready to pour out his spirit upon us. Shall we pray to him? 
Lord, I thank you for everyone who's listened to today's podcast. And I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, thirsty for you. I ask, dear Father, that you fill them with the Holy Spirit to overflow and give them a new experience of your Holy Spirit. And let this be my reality as well. I pray for those who've never met Jesus in person and they're willing to receive him into their hearts. Dear Jesus, please come into their hearts and make it your home. Make their lives beautiful and just help them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, dear Father. What a lovely day. I just bless the day upon for everyone who is going into the day. I just decree that your day is blessed. Blessed with the blessings of the Lord. And I'd like you to say these words with me. Just repeat after me. I possess the life-giving Spirit of God. I have the life-giving Spirit of God. And as your day goes by, I need you to have regular conversations with the Holy Spirit. He's the most present being with you. The Holy Spirit is the most present being with you. Ask him questions. Talk to him. You don't need to be in trouble before you call on him. Chat to him. He's waiting to hear from you. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Thanks for tuning in to the Word of Podcast today. We hope you've been inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You could also do it by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up Podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye.